regular season has come and gone, and now it starts to get going. The Chiefs are ready for the Miami Dolphins. It's going to be a fun game, and they're going to have most, if not all, of everybody present in the organization. Who's getting interest around the league on Black Monday today on Locked On Chiefs? From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors. It is Victory Monday. We're brought to you today by Prize Picks. If you want to get your prize picks in, it's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use our code locked on NFL for your first deposit match of up to 100 bucks right now. Prize picks. We have a lot to talk about today. If you enjoyed last night, we were live. We covered the Chargers game. We might have a tidbit here for you, but we are moving on. It is a short week. The Chiefs are playing on Saturday. We have a lot to discover and talk about today on those Dolphins. But first, we're going to get to a little bit about the front office because there's a lot of interest around the league. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, where I just put out the CFB preview for tonight. We're going to wrap this up so you guys can watch that. Check out NFL 33 and get subbed if you want to get some more information. And so we start the draft cycle as well. Over at RGR Football, you'll have all of our breakdowns on the Chiefs, as you will on Chiefs Corner with my partner, Chris Clark, who knocks down all the quarterback information that you need to know, as well as the cap and everything that goes into this offseason. It's about to get very busy for us on the other platforms, and we'll bring it all back here to Chiefs. Yeah, and I just want to say I am going to get a little bit of a different uh, view this week because the Chiefs play the Dolphins for the second time. And I do think that there's some takeaways from the first time that we can uh, look at, and especially when you start digging into the stats and what they were able to do against the Dolphins. So that will be something I'll cover here in in just a couple days on Chiefs Corner. So be looking for that. Uh, And really, there's a lot to talk about with the front office, uh, possibly – being split up um, two different guys and both of them would be huge losses for the chiefs. Yeah. It, it is a system of parody, right? Um, the leaks found out how to slow down Patrick Mahomes and the, the, the offense that they run the whole league duplicated it. Right. Um, you, you have the, the cover six defense that is taking over the league. Thanks to Nick, Dick Fangio. That's duplicating around the league. The same thing goes with the front offenses. And when you're a winner, like the chiefs have been, you get to the point where even the Eagles, Last year's Super Bowl contender looks like they might not be able to really do much at this point to be in a position that the Chiefs have been in, in the straight AFC championships that they've had a run of. Everybody wants a piece of the Chiefs front office. Yeah, and I would also argue that the change in defense actually didn't went past Patrick Mahomes. It wasn't just Patrick Mahomes that had down here. It was everybody in the NFL. Uh, there's not anybody close to having a 5,000-yard uh, season this season. And that, you know, with 18 games – Sorry, 17 games. I apologize, 18 weeks. Uh, that was something that I thought would be a foregone conclusion is that you're going to have several guys that were going to be over 5,000 every single year. But defense was holding teams down a little bit this year in scoring and in yards. And, it, I mean, it's effect of Patrick Mahomes from 2018 and coming you know forward. So we'll see how the Chiefs are able to talk. That in the offseason, we'll talk about that later. But you start talking about Mike Borgonzi and Brant Tillis. Those are two guys that it'll hurt if they lose. Think of it this way, and, and this is the way that I visualize it as well, folks, so if you're having trouble with it. Andy Reid's Andy Reid. He's kind of like this you know, guy in the cloud, right? When you look at the pyramid that is the Kansas City Chiefs organization, Brett Veach is right at the top of the personnel and everything that happens on the field, right? The triangle, the pyramid that he builds is Brant Tillis on one side and Mike Borgonzi on the other. That's what makes that triangle. That's significant for teams coming after both those guys. At one point, 
they were co-directors uh, of personnel, Mike Borgonzi and Brett Veach were. They, were. they were peers at that point, just one step under John Dorsey. That's how much Mike has been in this organization and been in this league. He is going to be highly sought after. I'm not surprised that it's Washington that came calling first. And now it's the Panthers taking a second run at Brant Tillis, which that honestly makes me a little bit more nervous. So I can see a giant bonus for Brant Tillis. His salary's going up so the Chiefs can retain him. And you got to hope that everything comes together that working with Brett Veach and Mike Borgonzi and Andy Reid and Clark Hunt and Mark Donovan is enough to keep Ryan Tillis on board because the way the cap has worked and has worked significantly for the Chiefs in this whole Super Bowl era is a lot on the shoulders of Brent Tillis. That would be a huge loss for them. That'd be huge. And Tillis is one of the ones that was the architect, if you will say, about Patrick Mahomes' contract. And that was huge. Uh, you start looking at how the Chiefs were able to get Mahomes to sign that kind of deal for that long, uh, and say what you want about you know not being able to play players. I know there's people out there that are that are arguing that you know you can't have a guy that's making that much money and put a team around him. Chiefs have shown you can. He's the first one to have that type of contract and go and win the Super Bowl while he's on that type of contract. So it can be done, but you have to do a fantastic job of scouting. You have to do a fantastic job of drafting, and you have to do a fantastic job of bringing in guys to help your roster. And yes, he's had misses, and I'm talking about Brett Beach. Uh, every team has them, but for the most part, they put together a roster that has been able to get the Chiefs to the Super Bowl three of the past four years, and they're now trying for their fourth out of five. Yeah. It, it's impressive, and I don't want to see anything break up this triumvirate, to tell you the truth. Uh, Ryan Pohl's departure to the Chicago Bears, he's obviously got an interesting offseason ahead of him with two top 10 picks now as the final or, or the first, the final order of the first 18 picks is now solidified. Um, that was a departure that I think the Chiefs could absorb because it wasn't one of the top three. Ryan was, it was influential and helpful here for a very long time. But he wasn't Mike Borgonzi. He wasn't Brant Tillis. And the business and the personnel departments coming together, he was one aspect of it. it if they were to lose one of these branches, it puts a pinch. Both. It does leave room for some up-and-comers. Probably the number one guy to get promoted in this offense uh, is going to be Ryan Nutt if it's Mike Borgonzi. If you lose Brant Tillis, I don't know that you have somebody else in-house that you can pull up yeah. that you feel can manage the cap the way they do. Yeah, it's going to be something that they're going to have to figure out. And I'm sure that they've been working through the systems trying to figure out, okay, who's our up-and-comers that we can use in this regard. Maybe they look elsewhere. Maybe they look at another team in another situation and say, okay, well, this guy is an assistant to the guy that's in charge of the cap. Maybe, you know, we like what they're doing. Maybe they try to implement other things. I'm not going to say that Chiefs have been perfect in the cap. They've been pretty good, but they haven't been perfect. So there's always room to grow, and I think that that plays into this as well. Uh, you know, you look at the only real thing in, in before we get to our next topic, which is going to be the wild card game in the cold. And we get to that here in a minute. We should probably talk about the fact that I think Kansas City is pretty healthy coming out of that game. There's going to be questions still with Javon Taylor. We don't know. Uh, there's questions whether or not Juan A. Morris will be available, especially considering it's a Saturday game. That's something we're not going to know until the very end and probably until Saturday. Uh, or maybe Friday. I mean, we may end up finding out Friday that he's out. I mean, we just we don't know. Um, he was walking his, on his own power, but you don't want to assume that that's going to mean that he's going to be able to practice and go. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, lots of different things when you start looking at injuries. But the Chiefs, in for the most part, you look at like Legereus Knee got a, a week off. Travis Kelsey got a week off. You got some of your guys. Isaiah Pacheco is another one. And Patrick Mahomes as well. 
considering he had an ankle injury, he was on the injury report regardless of whether or not he was going to play. It all plays into basically giving them a week off to prepare for the playoffs. And that's exactly what they needed. It's it's going to go a long way to getting them healthier so that they can face this team that they faced and beaten before. It's going to be a challenge all the way around, but very different aspects of what that challenge is for the Chiefs oh. versus the Dolphins. I was just going to say, and sorry to everybody out there, it is on Peacock exclusively, so sorry about that, uh, that six. But Sunday ticket's still available, folks. That's how I'm using it. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> Now, I'm hoping it's we are gonna, I don't know that it will be. We are going to get to the specifics of the wild card game and the challenges for each team on the backside of this after a message from our pals over at FanDuel. Regular season is kaput. It's time to get going. The Chiefs are going to play that night wild card game on the Saturday of wild card weekend, and you can get in the action right now. Now that the regular season is wrapped up, go over to FanDuel, America's number one sport book, to get going. Right now, new customers are getting 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Just placing a $5 bet gets you 150 back on your account so you can then use that on additional gambles. It is same game parlays. It's bets uh, in the new Explore tab where you can find all kinds of different ideas. Parlay Hub is open as well. It's where you can find all the most popular parlays in putting things together and getting interesting. You also have the money lines and the prop bets and the whole nine yards. It's everything is available at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet your best bet and maybe even a layup, depending on what time of year it is, over at FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So... It just so happens to make things a little bit difficult. There's two big things in this ballgame that I think that we have to address. One, a rematch is a rematch, and generally the advantage goes to the first loser, unless it's just a, a, a vast difference in talent, right? It was close enough with the Dolphins that I think the way these two teams have changed, which we will talk about in the next segment, is going to affect that. But I think given that the, there's aspects of both teams that are significant and stout, and, and they're playoff teams now, Generally, you're going to say that the advantage goes to the first round loser. That would be the Dolphins. So the Chiefs have to guard against that. They have to be prepared for new things, particularly with that head coach. But Daniel's going to throw some craziness at you. I guarantee you that. So they have to absorb that challenge. But it's going to be freaking cold. And that is not something that anyone outside of Tyreek Hill is ready for. Now, Tyreek's got the advantage. But do you think it's enough that Tyreek himself can play in this cold when the rest of that team is not used to it? I'm not so sure how much of an advantage he's going to have. He's been struggling with injuries all season long. And that cold, that bitter cold, it's going to be – I just looked right before we recorded, and yes, we're recording this Monday night. So to be clear, if you're watching this later, I'm talking as of Monday night. They're saying it's going to feel like about negative 14 or negative 15 when it kicks off. So say what you want about Tyree Kill. And Jalen Waddle's another big question. I mean, you're sitting here looking at two guys that base their game on speed – uh, and you're going to have a really hard time getting warmed up and staying warmed up in that type of weather, uh, and I'm worried that that could be a severe issue on both sides of the field. You're not wrong. Speed is something that they base their game on. Chiefs have based their game on it in the past. Speed isn't as much of an element this year because the guys who have speed on this roster, especially on the offensive side, don't seem to be able to catch the football, so that's not necessarily the problem that it used to be, right? I think Tyreek <laughs> has the advantage. Like you say, he's been battling injuries. 
but at least he's been here before, right? So the question for me is how much can he guide the rest of the offense and Waddle in particular, uh, Jeff Wilson, who who came up with some plays, along with the guy that I think is scariest, and that is Devin Aiche, in, in being able to attack the Chiefs' weakness and run the ball at him in what could even be snow, right? Is that currently in the forecast? Uh, I didn't see snow. I don't think it's supposed to snow. I think it's supposed to just be cold. Uh, okay. that, that's what they, that's what they were saying right now. And it's kind of funny. I was actually talking to one of my buddies. That's a Cowboys fan yesterday while the, they were actually playing the Miami and the Buffalo game and Hill dropped a ball late in the game. And I, and I told my buddy, he MVS'd it. So <laughs> turning it into a verb, uh, we will see how this game goes. I I'm really curious to see what the dolphins are going to be able to bring. And there's going to be a ton of difference from this team that we're going to be playing that they're going to be playing on Saturday versus who they played the last time, because you have so many injuries. They had several players that were already listed as out going into this game. It's going to be something that is going to play a huge factor in this game with all the injuries that they faced. Yeah. Injuries are a ton. We're, We're going to talk about that in the next segment. Making the matchup, I think the Chiefs are going to have an easier time adapting to the conditions, right? But when you look at, like, who's who's sharp right now? Chiefs, like you said, got a ton of rest for their starters. Dolphins had as many guys as they could out there. They had a couple of injuries. We'll talk about them specifically coming up next. But, like, just the fact that they played last week and they had to play a hard game against a divisional foe, another playoff team. Do you think that uh, – the the excitement and the experience of staying that sharp last week is any kind of advantage because I feel like the Chiefs having rest is more of an advantage than the fact that the, the Dolphins just came off uh, a hard fought game. Yeah, I think it really depends on on who the player is, and I think it really is going to depend on how you're set up as a team. Uh, the Chiefs in this instance have been in this scenario multiple times. They played in cold. They played in Arrowhead. They played in situations where. Uh, they're dealing with the type of field conditions that they're going to have. I think that's going to help them. Uh, but when you look at Miami, you know they had to go out all out for that game against Buffalo. They'd put everything on the line, and that was not what the Chiefs had to do. The Chiefs just had to try to hold on against the Chargers. I, I, I know they won, and I'm sure they're happy they won. I don't think that they care if they won. I'm not saying that they ever were trying to go into that game and you know saying, okay, well, we're just going to lose this game. The reality is, is that you're playing with your backups for the most part in multiple different positions. You're not going in there trying to win the game. So I think it is a big thing getting some of those guys rest. And you still look at like the offensive lineman. You look at like a guy like Joe Tooney. You look at a guy like Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith and Jawan Taylor. Uh, we'll see about Taylor whether he's, or not he's able to go. But all those guys got a little bit of work. I do think yeah. that helps. I think that they're going to stay, you know, they're going to, get a little bit of work. They got different work at different positions. I think that's going to help. Although Creed is never going to be the right guard, but, uh, and he's never going to run the football, even though he, he could be a fullback. I'm telling you. Oh I'm man. Telling you. Good. Did you see how high and tight he had that ball? Yeah, He was there. He was there oh, and I'm he so had a lot ready. of fun doing it. It was great. I, I loved it. But you know, you look at the other guys and, and really the problem the offensive line has been a problem at times, uh, but the nice thing, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in the next segment, uh, Miami's not going to have Bradley Chubb. They're not going to have Jalen Phillips. <laughs> Their list of pass rushers is dwindling uh, very quickly, and they lost another one. Uh, so they're going to be struggling at the outside edge. Obviously, you know you have Christian Wilkins in the middle. That's going to be a problem. Uh, but you look at overall, this Chiefs team is going to be a lot healthier more than likely than the Miami Dolphins are 
even there, though there may be a ton of guys on the injury report this week. There, there may be, and, and we'll take a look at that. It's the circumstances around the game. I think the crowd will be ready for Tyreek Hill in particular. Um, he's obviously the catalyst here. Uh, you, you can take away whatever you want to take away from Tua's season. He's been better than I expected, um, better than most have expected. That's that's for real. But Tyreek Hill is still the catalyst that drives that offense, much like he was when he was here. The, the difference is they don't have a Kelsey, so they don't have a second fiddle. I like Waddle a lot, but he isn't ready to be a Travis Kelsey to this Tyreek Hill. So it is about Tyreek and getting that offense going. A-Chain, like I said, We'll talk about him more in the preview coming up on Friday, so be prepared for that, everybody. Um, I, I really do feel that it's about Tyreek's adaptation and what he can do to say, hey, I'm going back into my old haunt. I'm going back against my old team. I need you guys to come with me. Like The motivational factor for me is what I think gives them a little bit of an edge in terms of getting up for this ballgame. Always hard for a home team facing a team that they've already beaten this season to really, I think, raise their level as much. Where are you at on that? It's going to be interesting to see what Kansas City is willing to do. Uh, you look at what this game meant for them this last week. It didn't really mean anything. Uh, Chris Jones did have a little bit of comment afterwards and say that he is going to be buying Rolexes for the defensive line. So I think they're kind of excited about that. Uh, but you know, you look at what this is going to mean for you know his legacy. What's it, what it's going to mean for Travis? What it's going to mean for Patrick? Obviously, this is a home game, but you're in a situation now where if you win, you're likely going on the road. Uh, I mean, it's possible you host a second game, but you're likely going on the road the next week. And that's something that they haven't done before. And regardless of how you feel about this Dolphins team and whether or not Kansas City can be, you know, as good as, as you would hope they would be in this game, it's a matter of you have to, you know, also get ready for whoever you're playing next because more than likely you're going to be traveling and you're probably going to Buffalo and that's not going to be a fun place to play. Uh I mean, Buffalo is going to be dealing with a lot of injuries too, and that's a whole different ball game. And we can talk about it when once we get there. But it's it's all about preparation for trying to get to the Super Bowl. You got your AFC West Championship. You got somewhat of a bye last week. Uh, it's not where you wanted to be, but you won your eighth AFC West Championship, and now it's a situation where you're playing for what you want to play for. You're playing for the Super Bowl, and is this team in a situation where they can play their their best three games over the next three weeks? That's what we're going to find out. That's exactly what we have to know. It starts with Miami and a lot of familiar faces, but it's not the same team they played in Germany. Who's there and what's going on coming up next? Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. If you want to play alongside of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in Prize Picks community each week. Uh, whether or not you're looking for, you know, maybe a Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, going for 75 yards receiving and Mahomes going for 250 and two passing touchdowns, that's something you can go look for out at Prize Picks. Prize Picks offer even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a rebooted player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Price Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. 
That's pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL using code locked on NFL for first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Stop me if you've heard this before. It's hard to make it through an NFL season. This team that they played in Germany, and if any of you have followed the HBO series, uh, know that this team is not the same. We're going to break it down further later in the week on the Friday preview. And join me tomorrow when our man inside the building, Matt Derrick, beat reporter on the beat, will be with me and we'll take a look at everything going on this week. Uh, any injury updates, we'll have that covered here on tomorrow's show here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And check out the rest of the network as well as the Locked On Sports Today feed, which is 24-7. You can get us as well as a bunch of other shows on there. It's worth checking out. I think you'll enjoy it. But this is really night and day. And, and I mark the HBO series because I always find the in-season portion um, better right now than the preseason one because uh, HBO, NFL Films, since the change uh, in Saban's passing, I think has really changed. And I don't think the, the content is as good. It, it's very superficial, but you get emotion, especially when you see what's going on in the locker rooms. The locker rooms have been beat up for the Miami Dolphins. Um, there are times that they can't get past themselves. They've had trouble. They've beaten bad teams very easily. They've had trouble getting past good teams. And they're undermanned at one particular position that is really key to this ball game. Stop me if you've heard these names before. Emmanuel Agba and Melvin Ingram. Those are the starting edges Patrick Mahomes will face because Jalen Phillips is out for the season. Bradley Chubb is out for the season. Andrew Van Ginkle, who took up for those guys and actually made quite a surge, is now hurt as well and will not play in this ballgame. There's a lot of age and a lot of experience playing the two edges that the Chiefs have to contend with this week, and that is squarely putting the advantage on the offensive side and dealing with the pass rush on the Chiefs' side. Do you disagree? <laughs> No, I don't disagree, but I have to say it was rather embarrassing. I felt embarrassed for uh, Melvin Ingram trying to chase down uh, the Bills tight end yesterday. Uh, probably not the best position to put him in. Uh, so if if you want to call that against the Chiefs, uh, I will have Noah Gray take that every day, uh, and I will be happy with that scenario. Uh, you look at this, this Miami defense, they've struggled, and the reality of the game against the Bills is – Buffalo tried to give the game away early. Like, what was it? Three turnovers in in yeah. three in three red zone trips. I mean, between Allen fumbling and throwing two picks, they tried to give the game away early. So, in this game, it's going to be a matter of can Kansas City not beat themselves? And I we've been saying that all season. And can they play a clean game? If they can play a clean game, that changes everything for this team. Uh, and you know, yes, you can have a drop here and there. Uh, although timeliness of drops really does make a huge difference. Uh, you know, a third down drops a lot different than a drop on first down. Uh, but, you know, it's the turnovers. If you can hold on to the ball and be, uh, you know, be a team that can actually win the turnover battle, your chances of winning any game go way up, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. The The big obstacle, and we will cover this more with Matt and definitely on Friday as well, and we will have – uh, behind the scenes information with Kyle Krabs here on Thursday, our host of uh, Locked On Dolphins. So don't miss that show in particular. Um, but the big guy, the big guy you got to worry about now with with backups on the edges, 
is Christian Wilkins, who had made a heck of a play last night in that ball game, and is between you, since nobody here is listening, you guys, between you and me is my number one free agent defensive line prospect for the Kansas City Chiefs in this coming free agency period. If you have to lose Chris Jones and he does not play for this team, the next guy that I want is Christian Wilkins. He's a little bit older, but he can get it done in a number of ways, and he is a core player to that franchise much as he is here. If you could get him away somehow, that would be money in the bank. So yeah. watch him because he will test Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith in particular. I don't know that he wants to go against Joe Tooney as much, so I expect him to slide over and be over Trey more. That's just my gut feeling right now. We'll update that later in the week. The nice, thing, the, the nice thing about that is that you know who their guy is going to be. You don't have to be defending against a Jalen Phillips and a Bradley Chubb and an Andrew Van Ginkle. Uh, nothing against Melvin Ingram and – Ogba, I'm not saying they can't beat their guys one-on-one -on -one from time to time, but you don't feel like you have to double-team those guys. You yeah. know where your double-team is going to have to be most downs, and it's going to be Christian Wilkins. So that really helps Kansas City's case, especially on the defensive line, when your strength is in the middle of your of your offensive line. So I think that that's going to be a situation where I think that – I'm not saying he can't disrupt the game because I expect he's going to. He's that good of a player. But I do think that they're going to have a good situation going in because you don't have to be dealing with the other guys. The big question is, is you know, is their defensive coordinator going to be sending guys from all different angles uh, and, and trying to disrupt Patrick? And, you know, if you look back at last year's Super Bowl, and yeah, I'm going back to the Super Bowl because he tried to help the Eagles beat Patrick. Patrick was able to figure it out. Then Patrick was able to figure it out this past time against the Dolphins, this, you know, and score 21 points. They didn't do anything in the second half. Uh, the one thing they did is they turned the ball over on their own into the field, which gave the Dolphins points. So, I mean, in that situation, you're going to be you're going to hope that they can hold on to the ball, they can take care of it, and uh, if you can get Patrick going in this game, and you can get a couple of wide receivers that maybe haven't had the greatest season going, I think you could be in business against this Dolphins defense. The question is going to be: Are you going to continue to be able to play well on the defensive side of the ball? and slow down an offense that now is going to possibly have Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and Devin A. Chain back. That's yeah. a lot of speed to contend with. But that's why you saw Legereus Need, Trent McDuffie, Drew Tranquil, Nick Bolton, and Willie Gay all rest this last three two. so that they're ready. Yeah, just so that they're ready. Uh, they will be able to attack that. They're going to give up some plays. There's no doubt about that. But I, I do feel like... The second level is exactly where, especially because Waddle will do his work in between the hashes. He'll do the drags. He does the dirty work against Tyreek's like exploitive type routes. So I do think you have to keep a handle on him. The guy that will sneak in behind that is probably Jeff Wilson. I do think the Chiefs, in what they did in this week 18 in, in setting and resting so many people, I do think they set themselves up to be fairly conscientious about what's coming towards them uh, from the Dolphins. And, and I feel pretty good about it at this point. Well, and I, I'm really curious to see what Spags does because if I'm Spags, I'm blitzing the crap out of Tua in the first couple of drives. Yeah. You want to get pain on his mind and you want to hit him and you want to hit him hard. And it doesn't matter if you get a sack. It'd be great if you get a sack. But if you get a couple of good hits on him, it's going to affect his decision making and it's going to affect the way he's going to throw the ball because it is going to be bitterly cold in Kansas City. And like I said, negative 15 degrees is the wind chill. Uh, I think it's supposed to be actually the actual temperature is supposed to be around negative three. So it still will be below zero with the actual temperature. Uh, so, but that's on Monday night, it's possible. It could be a lot colder and we'll find out 
Uh, it's going to be a little bit different this week, and I, I want to mention really quick, uh, practice report will be on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I believe, this week because they play on Saturday. So uh, we'll get some injury updates hopefully tomorrow uh, to see where they are and who is available and who isn't. I'm curious to find out whether or not the Chiefs could possibly get a, somebody coming back from IR. Yeah, it would be really interesting to see. I'd love to see an update on Cook. We know Jarek McKinnon is out until uh, the divisional round. He cannot come back until then. So Cook's the guy that I'd be looking for as well. And, folks, I know it, you're probably saying, why you keep saying Jeff Wilson? It's Cedric Wilson. I've said his name wrong twice now. Apologies <laughs> uh, to Cedric. Uh, but, yeah, the IR updates we should have from Matt tomorrow. We'll, we'll see if there's anything new there. Overall, I feel like they're ready. They're ready to compete with this team. They know this team well enough. Um, <laughs> Primetime funny comment. Uh, maybe Mike McDaniel will wear uh, full-length pants in this particular volume. We'll see if his ankles are are out there flapping in the breeze. It's going to be chilly. Uh, but I do feel like this is a game for the Chiefs to win. It's no coincidence that it happens to be at home, and this is a team that they should be able to beat. We'll give you the specifics starting tomorrow, going through uh, the inside intel on Thursday, wrapping with our preview on Friday. Now, one last takeaway. It is college football championship night. Uh, there are at least five players playing in tonight's ball game that I think can fit and possibly will fit in the Kansas City Chiefs organization. So if you want to check that out, I have a preview up on NFL33.com. You can grab it there, and please enjoy if you're watching that tonight. Chris, will you be checking that out, or is it just me? No, I'll be watching. I might not watch uh, live, but I've got a DVR so I can get a couple of things done probably before I start watching and catching up. But uh, there's definitely some players that I want to take a look at, uh, especially at the receiver position. And I uh, don't really care who's going to win this game, although, to be honest, I think I'd probably root for Washington if I was going to pick somebody. Uh, well but uh, we'll see. I, I want to see the wide receivers. I want to see, you know, I want to see a Dunze. Ugh, I cannot pronounce that name. No, uh, you got it right. I, Okay, and then Polk, I believe, is the other one. Um, so yeah. looking forward to seeing those two guys. Uh, and, number two, folks, you'll like them. Yeah, and, and I'm really curious to see what those two guys are getting are going to be able to get done in this game because this is you know their last time. I'm sure they're both going pro, and in this scenario, uh, you're playing for you know are you going to be a top five, top ten pick? Uh, and you know I'm not sure that both of them can be there, but I know at least one of them is is being talked about as being a top ten pick, easy. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Let us know what you think and who you're looking forward to down in the comments. Thanks for being with us on this live episode of Locked On Chiefs. You can check out the rest of Locked On Podcast Network, including the Locked On Sports Today feed, which is 24-7. All of our shows rotating three. You'll see us on this show. You'll see us guesting on some other shows as well. So make sure you check it out. We appreciate your time. Have a great championship title game tonight. We'll be back with you tomorrow with Matt Derrick. Thanks for watching today. and We'll catch you tomorrow.